back to Round Dog Radio, and we're with Cohen Henshaw of Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, and he is talking about the history of uh, the area of Richland and, and the surrounding areas. Welcome back to the program, Cohen. Hey, thank you very much. Glad to have you. Well, let's get right into it. Tell me, you always have so many interesting stories. Uh, uh, I had to come over here and try to get a few of them recorded. Yes, well, I, I like to talk about Richland because it's my hometown, my, my family settled here uh, well, before the town was settled, uh, that my uh, ancestors, the Hadleys, uh, settled out south of town. Uh, uh, Two thousand acres homesteaded it out there, and then the Hinshaw side of the clan, which my name is, uh, they came here in 1844. Richland was settled in 1838. Prior Woodard, uh, a Quaker, uh, homesteaded the land Richland sets on, and then helped plot the town out. Uh, the Quakers crossed mainly down by Keokuk when they came west. They got out of uh, North Carolina because of slavery going on, and they didn't believe in slavery. And Their first drop-off is Indiana, then some in Illinois, and then from Illinois they came to Iowa, and long before the state was settled. And the first settlement was Salem, Iowa, down by the river, and that the settlement grew so big that uh, they had to expand and move on, and the next settlement was Richland, which uh, again was settled in 1838. It was originally called Frogtown because in the center uh, square, which wasn't a square, it was a round circle, and the center park was a frog pond because it was low there. And the settlers brought uh, buggies of dirt in and wagons of dirt and filled that in eventually. So originally Richland was called Frogtown before it was settled and incorporated. It is the only town in Keokuk County other than Sigourney, Iowa that's uh, laid out on a town square, which I really like. The other towns are drive-through towns. Uh, they have a main street, but no focal point of a town square. And the people that were born and raised here and, and went on to accomplish big things in Richland were, was amazing. Back in the 1880s, uh, John Ferris was born and raised in Richland. His dad was a uh, music teacher at the school. And John Ferris moved on to Chicago and he started Ferris Music Sheet Music Company. And also he wrote along with a, a partner he wrote close to a hundred songs and one of the songs he wrote was beautiful isle of somewhere and that song was sang at president mckinley who was shot uh, at his funeral and john ferris again was born and raised in richland iowa then later on uh, we had dr paul mccracken born and raised in richland iowa and he graduated from Richland High School and went to William Penn College. And from William Penn College, he uh, went on to Harvard and got his degree in economics and eventually became a professor of economics at the University of Michigan. And at that time, President Eisenhower was uh, running for office and won the election and called upon Dr. McCracken to be his economic advisor. And then on down, he advised economic advisor to the presidents after Eisenhower. That was Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, and Reagan. And he was born and raised right here, and of course a Quaker himself. 
Then he has a nephew uh, was born and raised here, uh, Edward McCracken, who Edward McCracken was the president of Silicon Graphics in California. And if any of you have ever saw the movie Forrest Gump, and you see Forrest Gump shaking hands with Kennedy and uh, Nixon, yeah. Silicon Graphics created that. They created that graphics that put those people together. You mentioned uh, Eisenhower. Did you know Eisenhower has a connection to Iowa? Uh, well, his wife's from here. Right? Yeah, that was what I found out. Yeah. I don't know if you've been up there, but in, no. we're gonna, Monday we're going to interview the, the Mamie Eisenhower Birthplace Museum, mm -hmm. which is in Boone, Iowa. Yeah. And uh, apparently she she visited many times, and, so, and uh, the president came. Yes. To see so him. Edward McCracken, who was uh, Dr. Paul McCracken's nephew, and Edward uh, at one time gave Iowa State $5 million dollars uh, Donation was one of the largest donations ever given to Iowa State by a living, living person, and he was born and raised here. And, um, Ed Ed uh, Greenley, who uh, we had inducted into the Parsons College, uh, Hall, John Greenley, excuse me, John Greenley, uh, into the uh, Parsons College Hall of Fame, uh, he. Graduated from the University of Iowa, uh, went to Parsons College, went to University of Iowa, got his doctorate degree, became a head of a department at uh, Collins Rockwell now, and is what it's called. And then from there, he went to California and became a professor at Cal State Los Angeles. And soon after he became a professor, uh, they ch uh, changed presidents, and he was a uh, elected the president of Cal State Los Angeles, and he took it from 15,000 students up to 25,000 students, and that was during the Vietnam uh, War protest days, and that college was one of the few colleges that didn't uh, have issues with the protests, and he just ran a tight ship. He was born and raised right here in Richland, Iowa. Graduated from high school when he's 15. Well, this is National Teachers Week, and uh, I'm assuming, did you go to school here in Richland? I went to school, elementary school here in Richland, then I went to high school at Pekin. At Pekin. So, uh, it must have been one outstanding school here oh. at Richland, too. Oh, the, the people that turned out, uh, Dr. William Morgan, uh, if you look up Dr. William Morgan on the internet, you will find that he is the leading expert on the, the in the world of propulsion of all things, and he developed a anti-sonar um, detection uh, propeller for the Navy submarines, and he's known worldwide in the field of propulsion. So you mean that the, the, they can't pick up that? Yeah, pick up the that, sound. That would, be, that would be pretty important. Yeah, uh, again, Doctor. Uh, William Morgan. Um, then, man, there's just been so many. Uh, Dwayne Dewey Hadley, when he retired, he was the world's largest McDonald's franchise owner. He was one of Crocs' first employees. Born and raised, went to high school here, went to UNI, at that time Iowa Teachers College, and uh, was teaching school and was fortunate enough to meet Croc, and Croc hired him, and uh, he, uh, at one time, supposedly had 70 McDonald's in the southeast. Does, uh, 
Do you remember any of the teachers, or, or are there any teachers that you could uh, speak on that were part of this great establishment of great education from Mitchell? Oh, um, we go, uh, that'd be back. Uh, those teachers are long gone, unfortunately. Uh, Grace Ward and uh, John King, uh, those were teachers that uh, were the foundation of uh, education here in Richland. Uh, just a couple I could think of, but many more. Too numerous to mention. Do you remember uh, the last class, the year it was, they graduated from? Yeah, the last class. My brother graduated in 1960, and the last class to graduate from here was 1961. 1961. Yes. And did they, they did keep the grade school for... Yeah, they kept the grade school for until they built the, the facility at uh, Pekin. And I don't know when that is, it was, but it was after me because I went to grade school here. Well, you mentioned President Nixon, and uh, he was a, a lieutenant here in Ottumwa. Oh, Ottumwa. He and, took his flight training here through the Navy. And one of the, and the flight, uh, they built the landing strip, which is where Pekin School is, isn't it? And the landing strip that is Oskaloosa's uh, airport. That's out in the field at uh, Fremont. So do you think Richard Nixon would have, you know, been to the... Landed there somehow or been part of Oh, that? oh definitely. They they took off from Otomwa and then they'd go out and land in these strips that were out in the middle of the field. They were a mile square uh, landing strips. And boy, if you go up that peak and they knew how to pour cement and it didn't crack up because there's hardly any of that uh, pad that has any cracks in it. But uh, Nixon trained there and... Uh, uh, Nixon also happened to be a Quaker. Uh, yeah, he was a Quaker yeah, too. Yeah, along with uh, President Hoover. And his wife worked in a bank, and uh, she wrote a letter back to the city of Ottumwa and mentioned several people by name and said that they really enjoyed their, yeah. their time there, and she yeah. thought it was a wonderful place. Yes. Richland uh, also served as a holding point for the Civil War uh, soldiers. They came in here from all over the state of Iowa and formed a company, a battalion. I don't know the size they formed, but they formed it here. They moved from here to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, and from Mount Pleasant they went to Keokuk, and from Keokuk they went down the river to the war. And in 1909 we had our first homecoming in Richland, Iowa, and the soldiers marched along the, the uh, vets from all the previous wars uh, that were associated with Richland marched along the north side of the square for that homecoming. And if you look at that picture, it looks to be at least a block and a half long, three wide, if not longer. So a lot of a lot of vets from all over the state started here in Richland, Iowa. And 25, 30 years ago, a gentleman from uh, the Dakotas sent us uh, to the postmaster in Richland a little a marble background medallion that depicted a Civil War battle, and it was a pin, and on that pin then was a ribbon hanging that said Richland. And he said, I want someone to have this who would appreciate it, because I have no family that knows anything about it, and I don't know about it. So evidently his ancestors were one of the people that came here to form a company for the Civil War, and that is in our library today and then my brother had that picture of the soldiers marching along the north side of the square blown up and you can see that medallion on their lapel. So.
<laughs> that is really interesting. That was more than just soldiers from Iowa, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was Missouri and Illinois and... Uh... Uh, that could have been. I do not know that. But I know this. We had some friends of ours from Nevada, Iowa, that came down here, found out they had some ancestry buried in Richland, and they found a, a child a year and a half old buried here from their family. Their name was Black, and... They evidently came, the women would follow the men and take care of them, you know, and take care of the family, and they'd get uh, diphtheria or get some disease and, and die, and they're buried out here in the Richland uh, uh, Cemetery. So uh, there's some towns uh, maybe have gone by the wayside around here. Do you have any information about some of these uh, uh, little towns around here? Uh, very little. There's little some, communities. Well, there's there. still Rubio, Iowa. And by the way, that's the only town in the world named Rubio. <laughs> yeah, I know that when uh, Mark Ru Marco Rubio was running for president, yeah. some reporter, you know, looked that up, yeah. and mm -hmm. then they went to Rubio, Iowa, oh, to see if there was any Rubio supporters there, yeah. and they were knocking yeah. on the doors. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. It was uh, named after, I think, a uh, gentleman that worked on the railroad that went through Rubio, and I, I, that's the story I heard, and a few years ago, some of his ancestry came back to visit. Now, your your mother was from a little okay. place outside of Ollie, Iowa. Yeah, Ollie's just west of Richland here, and my mother uh, was raised on a little farm on top of a hill, and they called that area Tick Ridge, and uh, it was sure ironic. She had uh, three, uh, there was three girls and two boys. My one uncle graduated from the University of Iowa in ROTC, and he was a pilot during World War II. He, he shuttled jet, or not jets, he shuttled planes uh, over the Aleutians to the war. And then his, his brother, my, my uh, other uncle, was in the Navy in the Pacific Theater, and of course both of them, uh, my first uncle served at uh, Edwards Air Force Base, so he married and they raised a family and those kids were all California kids and so my other uncle gets off the boat from the Pacific Theater and he marries a gal from California and his children were Californiaites and then the other two sisters uh, went to California to follow the brothers and met people out there and my grandmother even went out there because my grandfather died when my mom was only 13 so my mom was the only one that was lived back here and they uh, lived in California so all my cousins on my mother's side and my uncle and one aunt left uh, that live in LA. Well when I finally saved up enough money to have a down payment where I could buy a house and I wanted to send my kids to uh, Pekin school because I thought it was such a good school and as I was looking around uh, I came to Richland and I saw American flags almost everywhere, and I thought, man, this might be a great town for me. It's a very patriotic town, and kind of has some uh, military, uh, a lot of military veterans that are here, and they seem to be very proud and very active in the community. Can you tell me some uh, veterans that you knew, or some stories, or maybe uh -huh. some? This, this town was, uh, um, has really been a close-knit town, like I said, that was settled by the Quakers, and then the Catholics were in Kyoto, Iowa, and we, we always called Kyoto, uh, you know, uh, Little Germany, because it was German Catholics, and they jumped the river just because there was not enough land to support those big families, 
just up there and so they're integrated into our community now which is is fine and some of the stories uh, Harold Derby he had a twin brother and they went they went joined the service when my dad did for had World War II they started out at Camp uh, Fort Dodge or Camp Dodge I started out there myself and they they signed in there and then they got split up and and uh, Harold was uh, at D-Day, and so was his brother. And Harold got shot up three times, and they sent him back in every time. And he had uh, uh, scars on his face to show where he'd been shot through the mouth. And, and his brother was killed on D-Day, his twin brother. And another veteran was uh, Carol Steinbach, and Carol Steinbach was, was in a, a tough, tough part of the service. He was he was in a tank and boy if you were in a tank that was almost uh, guaranteed death. And what he went through was, was amazing and but he made it and he came back home and uh, his father ran the local Chevrolet and Alice Chelmer's dealership in Little Rubio, Iowa. And think about those guys. Raymond Dickinson was on a ship that was shuttling planes and uh, aircraft carrier in World War II. Uh, those fellows uh, lived through a lot and saw a lot, including now, my father. Now, one of the things I noticed about Richland was they had some kind of pioneering and innovative businesses uh, that that came here. Could you speak on some of those? Oh yes, W. Oh, I can't think of the middle initial, but W. S. Smith uh, Company. It was a lumber yard. Uh, Fred Smith and he ran a tight ship and had a tremendous lumber yard and, and Bob Allen Chevrolet which became Hadley Chevrolet uh, after Bob passed away. There was BY Farm Market, Ben Young and uh, just a, a salt of this community that made it operate and Dick Conklin's barbershop, Dick was here uh, forever and we had a locker on the um, southwest corner of the town square we had a union bank that was a good solid bank and we had a doctor here Dr. Swinney and then after Dr. Swinney uh, got out of the business we had Dr. Wolf came to town and uh, the forefathers supported him by remodeling a building and uh, buying him a car and getting him in a house because he was right out of uh, osteopathic school in Des Moines and uh, Harold Greason Insurance and Joe Lopez with uh, had a, a clothing store and Homer Dressler and Hoekstra family uh, grocery stores, uh, Sassine Hardware, and before Sassine Hardware it was uh, Plitt uh, Pharmacy and John and Emily Plett, and that was really funny. She was real tall and he was real short, and then used to be the old soda fountain there. And then we had a movie theater on the east side of the square. And Did they ever have a skating rink? Or bowling we, don't, we never had a skating rink. We had a movie theater, though, that I know of, but you know, I'm I'm just a young whippersnapper. Yeah, I'm young. only 73, you know, so <laughs> I, I'm not up on everything that happened before that, but but Richland was always known as a business town, and part of the reason, too, was it was the first town in Keokuk County, and it was a, the original county seat was here, but there was nothing else north and west of here. And 
eventually that moved when it became a county and then centralized with Sigourney. But Richland, people had to come into Richland because Fairfield was 14 miles away. It was settled a year after Richland. Oh, so it was so, before Fairfield? Yes. And uh, it's just uh, interesting that uh, it just demanded businesses. And so thus, you have people here and then generations after them continued on and now now we don't have that you know kids go to college and they move on they're not staying in richland and running a business and so it's hard to it's hard to keep uh, things flourishing but uh richland's done a pretty good job of it well that was another thing i saw when i came to richland that it had banks and it had the doctor's office and yeah. it had a post office and it had a restaurant and it had a bar and yeah. you know it had a lot of the things and a little small town like this doesn't really have. So no. I don't think there's still a lot, of, a lot of business here in town. Oh, my goodness. Richland, uh, I mean, it's amazing. If you look any other town, 500, you won't find, uh, you know, a trucking firm that's running 24-7, Panama Freight, Adrian Trucking. We've got Mike's Parts and Service. We've got uh, Latta and Harris uh, Accounting. We've got Weber Chiropractic. We've got Oakville Grain. Uh, we have... Uh, River Hills Dental that has two dentists. Town of 500 has a new clinic with two dentists in it. That's well, just unheard of. If you go up on the square anytime, yeah. you will see people from very far away yes. coming to the dentist yes. here. They have some really good dentists. And then we've got a new medical clinic because we bought out the old U.S. Bank building, our community club, and remodeled it. And Jefferson County Hospital is sponsoring a clinic. And that's a wonderful clinic. Uh, like I said, brand new remodeled building. Well, let's talk about that clinic a little bit. Now, that was made possible by a group called, uh, uh, what do you call this? Like a kind of a chamber of commerce? Richland Community Club. Yeah, the Richland Community Club. Oh, I'm Club. president of the Richland Community Club. And that was started uh, where the dental clinic is. Uh, that was a contact with uh, by myself with uh, Otomo Regional Health Center who at that time wanted to put clinics out in smaller towns and they had one planned for Eldon and we talked about planning one for Richland and long and lo and behold it came to fruition and we put up a brand new building and after several years they felt like that wasn't the way they wanted to go and uh, the building set for a couple years and we contacted uh, River Hills that was just a new active uh, um, sliding scale clinic. Uh, you pay according to what your income is and that was through support of the government and we contacted River Hills and they said yeah we'd like to be there and they weren't there a year and we added on to make a dental clinic. It was a medical clinic and then we added on to make a dental and now they decided they wanted it all dental. They were so busy with that and they the whole clinic is dental and that's when we reached out to Jefferson County Hospital and they said, yeah, we want to be there with a medical clinic. So the community club uh, sponsored it, and it's here today. So uh, the U.S. Bank was there for decades, I yeah. believe. Well, the U.S. Bank used to be, it started out as Union State Bank when it was locally owned. And then through, they sold out to um, Union Bank in Ottumwa, which got bought out by First Star Bank which got bought out by U.S. Bank, and that was the transition to U.S. Bank. And then U.S. Bank closed down 5,000 banks here uh, somewhere around a year ago. 
in the United States. And of course, Richland was one of them. But in the meantime, we had uh, got Rubio Savings Bank here, which transitioned into Federation Bank instead of Rubio Savings Bank. And they were here, and so we had two banks for several years. And then when U.S. Bank decided to sell out, we purchased, the community club purchased the building and signed a contract with uh, Jefferson County Hospital and started in remodeling and sponsored that. And uh, now we own uh, that building and, and rent it to Jefferson County Hospital. Yeah, that, that was... Uh that thing wasn't vacant very long. It seemed like no. the community club just pounced on it and yeah. converted it back into a, a something that the community was lacking. Business, yes. You know, and uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I uh, now my, we're, my grandson got COVID and we got treated right there in Richmond. You know what I mean? We did uh, future plans are, are uh, we've got interest in putting in a pharmacy, so. Well, it's just uh, it's just always going, and I think the community club is the big reason why mm -hmm. these buildings don't stay vacant. Yeah. You did you did the community club did something with uh, with some like kind of rundown properties that yes. you were able to attain, and then the, uh, the city uh, the city obtained some properties that were rundown and and uh, condemned them and got them tore down and spent a lot of money, and then when they got it cleaned up. In the east end of town, they gave it to uh, the community club for a dollar, and the community club then uh, put a notice out that we give you a lot if you build a certain value home. We gave you the lot and four thousand dollars, and so the first so one you, put in, you even gave them four thousand four thousand and the lot, and, and the, the first one put in was a uh, condominium, a two two. Uh, Peace Condominium, uh, then the next, we had another home put in, and another home put in, and a home remodeled that was part of the condemnation proceedings by the city. So we have, that development's been done, and now we're looking to, at other things down the road, but the next thing is, hopefully, we get a pharmacy in town. You know, there was a time when you got those lots, and they kind of didn't exactly go like gangbusters, but then all of a sudden, it, I think they're all gone now, aren't they? Yeah, they're all gone, yeah. And there, is there any... Uh... Yeah, well, there's some more lots available. We just, uh, the city has just uh, sold a lot uh, for development that they received. Uh, an old trailer house was on it and burnt down. And they've got a gentleman now that's going to be putting a, well, the, uh, be a home just like across the street here that just went in. He's going to be putting a home on it east of the town square. And our big thing is we're working and on top of getting a child care facility in Richland. And that is a number one item in the state also stated by the governor of Iowa is we need child care to bring people into the state. And, and bring them into Richland doing. too, you know, that would be a, if we had child care, I really think, uh, I talked to the mayor about that and he said there was a cornucopia of uh, programs that would help us through the yes. USDA yes. and through the state and maybe even right. something through the county. But could you speak on behalf of the community club? What is the, what is the community club contributing to that? Well, the community club is going to be behind this, supporting it all the way with, as much as we can, but it needs to be a separate uh, organization run. So we have this other separate organization uh, runs it 
rather than the community club. Uh, but the community club is behind it, supporting it. Well, I hope that we can do that. He said there was a couple different properties that they were yes. looking at. Uh, right. Seems there's a really nice building that the Catholic Church has, right. and I think they're close to dissolving. Right. Uh, and uh, so, man, if we could acquire that, that would be that would That'd be, be super. But if we don't, we'll build new. Yeah, and and uh, he said there was a there's an alternate site there. Right. Uh, I I talked to a, a, the mayor of Washington. And, you know, they, like a lot of cities, there's a, people moving in all the time when they're kind of in a housing kind of crunch, you know. And they designated a, a part of town, and they, they've already started putting the infrastructure in so that once they get in there, they're hopeful that there'll be some housing developments. And when they are, they'll already be set up for that. Do you think, uh, what do you think about the housing in Richland? And it oh, looks like a lot of new houses going up. A lot of new houses going up, and I don't think that's going to be an issue because we have some plot properties, and I, I have some myself that can be developed into housing, and I think that will follow. If you get the, if you get this daycare going, I think there will be an explosion in new houses going up because people will say, hey, if I don't have to drive to take my kid to daycare, I'm going to live here. Well, right now, currently, if you lived in Richland and you worked in Fairfield or you yeah. worked in Washington, you would have to drive to Pekin. Yes. You know, that's really the Can't only thing. miles away. There's one, there's one uh, a gal that does a, a, a real good job of a daycare, but I talked to her and she's like, I'm like a two-year wait list. Yeah. You know, yeah. to get in there. She, she does a wonderful job with the kids yeah. over there. But uh, there's one more thing I kind of want uh, to talk to you about while I got you here. The, the fire department has expressed some interest in uh, expanding, and the building next door to the uh, fire, current fire department is in very bad repair. And I talked to the mayor, and they were taking some action to uh, condemn that building. And there was a crack from the ceiling to the to the ground on the back of that. That's ceiling. a thought. I'm not on the city council, so I can't talk too much about it, but. Uh, uh, people need to realize that the fire department is the city's. Uh, it is not anybody else's fire department, and the, the city is the one that has the control over it and needs to make the decisions on what happens with uh, the fire department. Um, but other than that, I, I'm not, uh, you know, privileged to any other information. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation about past and what's going on currently in Richmond. Is there anything that, that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? Nothing I can think about other than we've got a bridge project west of Richland and if anybody's listening in and thinks they're going to take Highway 78 through Richland to go to Des Moines or west, uh, they're wrong because the bridge is out where uh, Burlington or uh, Burlington Northern, uh, Canadian Pacific Railroad, they have to raise the bridge three feet so they can get uh, double stacks of uh, uh, containers on uh, trains. And by the way, I just heard on the news, uh, Bettendorf uh, Mayor, they're going to increase the traffic on the Canadian Pacific 300%. So it's going to be tough going north of Richland now without having the train signals down. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot more 300%. trains. 300%. That will be t roughly 20 trains a day. Now, 20 trains a day is a bunch. 
Yeah, but maybe that will help our economy a little Not bit. Not that. This is all of that uh, because there is also rumor that they're going to put another siding in so they have more passing lanes. I talked to a, a nephew of yours or some works at the station, and he says this uh, bridge construction guys, he says they just come in and they just buy all the food that's available yeah. and 24 coffees, you know, and, and so that project is putting some money into town yeah. too. Oh, definitely. And that's going to be, that's going to fortunately get done by early fall, I hope, but it uh, will remain to be seen with all this water, who knows. You think they're, have you heard about the progress that are making no, down there? No, not a thing, other than I do see the big cranes up. <laughs> well, it does seem like they're working hard on it, and they're working hard on a, on a bridge uh, on Highway 1 south of here. But I'm glad to see the construction's getting going, and I know that bridge was kind of cracking, and there's a big crack in it, and uh, I'm oh. happy to see the that bridge get replaced myself. Yeah, it needs to be wider, and, and it needs to be shallower, too, not as steep, and so there... To raise that three foot and make it shallower, there's going to be a lot of fill for the approach to that. Well, we've been talking to Corwin Henshaw, Henshaw Trailer Sales here in Richland, Iowa. Mention your your, your uh, website or social media or anything that how they can. Yeah, you can go. You can find us on our website, which is just www.henshawtrailersales.com, and uh, we're glad to talk to you about trailers or talk to you about Richland. Uh, Tom, by the way, a sideline is about once a year there's somebody coming through checking out Ancestry. And there was a family of um, came through this week and they just were gaga over our library and how much information they found out uh, about their past and their ancestry. Well, I, I did an interview with the librarian here in town and that library is amazing and we have one of the best librarians and they had programs for planning, they've got authors coming in giving speeches, she's got great programs for kids, uh, upgrading on the computers, uh, there's a really nice room downstairs for a lot of projects, she did a thing with the PBS, she brought a, PBS brought a van down here with all kinds of learning uh, things for kids, it was here for like three or four weeks, yeah. Uh, Ritzland is a great place, and I always enjoy talking to you about Ritzland because your eyes always light up, and oh, you really, yes. you really love this place. Oh, you? I tell you what, I, I love Ritzland with all my heart. My family uh, settled here, and they stayed here, and I just, I just have a, a warm and fuzzy feeling whenever you mention Ritzland. Well. Uh, before I let you go again, we got this horse in the Kentucky Derby from Iowa. Do you, do you know anything about him? Not a thing, other than I think it's just some investors uh, in, in this horse. and I don't know, I think he's uh, picked a finish in the pack somewhere, pretty good far up. Uh, but uh, that's all I know. Don't know you got any about. other racing going on? Or? Yeah, my nephew's a lawyer in Des Moines, and he and I own three head together, and they're training in Indiana and Illinois, and we're, you know... We're really high on them right now, but uh, that's the definition of optimism as a, a horse owner about this time of year because they're all training good. And I'll tell you better race day. But, all right. Uh, well, again, we'll be talking to, to Corwin Henshaw here at Henshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, about everything going on in the past and present here in Richland. It's been a really nice conversation. I really appreciate you, you checking in with us. Thank you.